You hear that sound? It's the sound of a sale you're missing out on because you're not selling on Shopify. And what does it sound like with Shopify? Ah, much better. Whether you're a garage entrepreneur or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person POS system or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are covered. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's truly global force, powering Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, Lennon and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash finance 23, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash finance 23 to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash finance 23. Jessica. This is the happiest day of my life. Right up there with the day I bought my RV and insured it with Progressive. Man, I love that thing. <laughs> there are a million fish in the sea, which I'm reminded of every time I bring my RV to the lake, but I vow to love and cherish you just as much as I cherish campsites with full electric and water hookups. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Protect your beloved with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Action Park Media. I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside. He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand, and I said, Listen, I've traveled every road in this here land. Hey, everybody, welcome to Don's Den. My, uh, my guest today is, um, you all know him, uh, working with me on the wire, Seth Gilliam. Um, man, it's been a really long time since, uh, we all like looked at each other. Yeah. It's usually been text messages yeah. or via Gerald, and uh, <laughs> so uh, this is a real treat for me because um, there are things that I want to do with this podcast, and um, I I kind of want to revisit the wire, which I haven't done in a really, really long time. And you know, I was always sensitive about watching my stuff, mm -hmm. but I think I kind of want to go in that direction and uh i had to i had to bring you on because i get so many questions and when it comes to the wire it's and i spoke to you briefly about this it's did you guys know each other did you guys work together before did you guys and i'm like no we actually seth and i we were an and other projects together, but we never actually worked together. We knew a lot of the same people. Um, so when we shot the pilot, and the pilot, uh, I didn't think it was gonna get picked up, did you? No, I didn't. No, and why? Why? Uh, I thought it was a little talky. I thought it was a little talky, you know? And um, it seemed very slow moving. I was like, when is something going to actually happen? But the happening was the people being people, you know, which is kind of different to TV at that time. Not so much for those reasons. Um, I, I, I thought, I didn't think people were, were ready for something like that. You, you know, uh, what we were doing. I, I mean, just at that particular time, there was just, 
there really wasn't anything on television as socially conscious as what David was trying to do with this show and mm-hmm. or what we did do with the show. Um, and, and to the point, I, I'll bring up an example. There was an episode uh, where Seth uh, and I, both of our Herc and Carver, they, 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 they're, they're raiding, uh, they're raiding one of the towers and we stumble upon money. We flip over this mattress. We see money. We've put it in our vest and, and we go. And later that day, now Seth and I, we were living together. We said, you know what? If the show gets picked up, we'll, we'll, we'll live together. We'll, we'll, and, and we'll just, we'll build this camaraderie and we could basically finish each other's lines and stuff like that. And w- which was the, working with Seth was easy. Those were the easy days. Yeah. <laughs> those, those, for me, those were the easy days. And yeah. I would always look at, I, I'm going to go back to the, I just want to finish this point with, with the uh, putting money in the vest. So now, being that we're living together, we go home. And I tell Seth, ah, you know, I don't know. I think it's over. You know, because you would do these Law & Order shows. You would do these network shows. You steal. Yeah. That is the nail in the coffin for them to write you off a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we're thinking, you know, well, maybe we could still make pilot season. Us two knuckleheads, right? And we never saw David. It's like David Simon was like working in a, a cave, right? Every now and then he would yeah. pop up, and uh, so so he takes the meeting. He calls us into the office, and we're like. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we see that we're robbing money and 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 stuff like that. And uh, should we tell our reps, you know, to to stop looking for other stuff? He's <laughs> like, you fucking idiots. He goes, no. He goes, you buy a new truck and you build a deck in the back of your house. He goes, this happens every day in Baltimore. And we're like, okay, that's when I knew what type of show I was doing. That's real life. I was like, this is. This is no network bullshit kind of fucking show. Yeah, this yeah, is great. this is the real deal. That's right. And Seth and I, we were one of the very few to uh, to to go all the way to the fifth season. Nice. Yeah. yeah, something like fifty something episodes. Incredible. And um, but that was that was an ex- uh, a, a crazy experience. Were you, were you living in a in a house or an apartment? We somewhere? rented an apartment. An apartment. Was it like in Oakwoods? Was it a, Oakwoods a on Charles place? Street? Was it Charles yeah. Street? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, two we're two different people, um, but somehow we got along, and yeah. our house is like a fraternity house. People <laughs> yeah. were just coming in, and we welcomed everybody. Yeah. Um, we had we, we had those Madden tournaments. Well, yes. Like the drug dealers versus the cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could not beat him and then we would have our own little private games he had the GameCube at the time yeah. and he would play with the Jets and I, I'm like the Jets suck <laughs> still be- right but the problem was Seth didn't suck and, um, 
and I, I could never be I could never beat him. I, I you know I, I wasn't a video a video game kind of guy. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't uh, you know, remember when Andre Royal came over one night and just beat everybody like back to back to back to back to back. Like yeah, four in the morning. Using what, Jim was Brown it, and the, the, what, was it, it was Andre the or was it Cora from nineteen sixty five? What was that? No, it was it was Andre Royal playing with Jim Brown. And the Cleveland Browns of like 1965, <laughs> and just running over everybody. I was like, right. "How the fuck are you running this? This yeah. is no way to run in Madden." He's yeah. running back and forth and up and down. Yeah, yeah. Jim Jim Brown ran over like old white guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he did. That's what he did. That was his job. Well, and safe to say, 15 years later, the Jets still suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you need no consistency in life, yeah. you know what I mean? Some things have to be just set in stone. How long did you guys live together? We lived together that first season and uh and then we kind of always lived in the same area. You yeah, know, we got uh, we, we got just apartments in the next that uh that place by the river on the other side Tindeco. of the uh, Yeah, it's a deco uh, war. Yeah. Uh you know, we just never knew what the situation was with the show because I, I I think like David David really had to constantly go back and pull the rabbit out of the hat to get a, another season, mm-hmm. you, you know. So we always shot a season thinking it would be our last season, and they uh, they kill you off without letting you know until it was done, right? Well. The second season came, and Seth and I were basically reduced to second unit, and yeah, doing we surveillance and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. stormed into David Simon's office over that too. Remember? Yeah. Like you know what's going on? You got you got to give us something to do. I feel like you're George Steinbrenner, and you just picked up the biggest free agent and put him at the end of the bench because you didn't want to get beat by him, but you won't let him play. You know, let us play. <laughs> And he's like, no, use that frustration. Use that frustration. We need that. In in, in retrospect, That's great. it was kind of a blessing in disguise because we got to work with hands-on all the time with Bob Colesbury, uh, who wind up passing yeah. away, who was a great guy, a yeah. great producer. He was, I would say, the eyes of the show. Mm-hmm. And David would be the ears of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they just complemented each other really well. They, they, it, Bob brought a lot to the table. Yeah, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Um, yeah, and uh, so and it, it was a blessing. I, I really enjoyed working with him because he was hands on. He was directing all that second unit stuff, and yeah, Seth and I were just running from day. fucking spiders. Yeah, remember the spider? I remember the, the spider. Web. I remember the spider, and then I remember Bob going, "You know, let's set up a shot to zoom in slowly on the web, and then we know the guy out." Oh, and he's a, and, and so he's showing us. He's showing us. Um, oh God, what do they call that? Um, when they sketch the scene and uh, they story the story the storyboard, right? And he just has like these circles. They're like stick figures. Yeah. And Seth, but they both look the same. And Seth goes, he goes, so Bob, which one am I? And he, and he just, and this was a fucking insult to me. He just puts like two hairs on one and he goes, the one with the hairs is Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you fuck. Um, 
I will say, I was, see, at that particular time, Set was established. Set, when, if Set was on a set, they knew what they were getting. They were getting a classically trained actor. They were getting a professional. You knew what you you knew what you were getting. I mean, you, you know, yeah, you, you you studied acting. You SUNY purchase. Um, me, I was a uh, whatever the shade of green that where you're leaving green. That's where I was. Mm -hmm. Okay, I learned. I learned from working with Seth. I learned from working with all these people. I would constantly look at them all the time, see what they would do, not to mimic them. But to just to see how maybe they carried themselves, what their approach was. Like, I remember this, and I still do this to the day, and I got it from Seth. Seth would write all his lines out. By hand. By hand. Yeah. That's a good way to remember. He would, he would write them out. And I said, okay. Yeah. Okay, I don't have anybody to really read with me. I, I mean, I made some modifications for myself. I would write things out. But for me, I need to always have a reader with me and hear it out, as you guys know. Yeah. And then I get it, but it's like these little things that I was picking up. It was it was a school for me. Mm. Down West, Seth, uh, uh, Clark. I mean, you name it, all of them. You, you know, and uh, so it's um, it's difficult for me to talk about the wire sometimes. So Seth would say, you know, why don't you watch it? Why don't you watch? They would have parties. He'll tell you. They would have parties. Yeah. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. I would say, Let me know when it's over and I'll come yeah. for the drinks. <laughs> you know? Um, and and I that's still that's still something that I carry today. I still do that. So interesting. I don't want to go to premieres. I don't want to do any of that stuff. Uh, yeah, but, it's, uh, it's interesting because the... Uh, cause the the thought that I had behind it was, all right, he doesn't want to mess up what he's going to do tomorrow by obsessing over what he did today. You know what I mean? He's um he doesn't want to get in his head about the performances. And also, part of me was kind of insulted. I'm like, dude, I think I'm fucking great. You need to watch my fucking work. Right, you know what I mean? Coming <laughs> <laughs> your own screen. Yeah. Fair enough. It makes a good it's, point. It, 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 it's it's a tough trigger. It's a tough trigger to pull. Yeah, it really is because you admire your colleagues, and mm -hmm. at the same time, you don't want them to get offended. But what Seth is saying is, is I don't want to know. I I, I sometimes yeah. I, I I don't want to know. I I don't want to know how that was played. I I don't want to. I I want everything to always be fresh. I don't. Mm -hmm. I I I have a really bad habit of locking things in my head. Things rent space in my head, and I can't. Mm -hmm. When it, when it comes to work, I can't allow that to happen. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, he he, you know, he understood. He would he would tell me, you know, that came out good. This, this you know, he was like a therapist sometimes, mm -hmm. and I needed that because Seth was older. Seth was more experienced, and you know, and and that's where all that that camaraderie that's why those scenes were easy for me now that you're so yeah. far removed from it you got to go back and watch that stuff. it's tough it's still tough it's tough it's yeah it's tough it's tough, tough for me to go back and watch it because i 
I said this before, but it's like looking at a photo album, old pictures of an ex-girlfriend that you really love to, you know, mm. it didn't work out. You know, yeah. it's kind of it sweet. It's like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's beautiful. It's fresh. It's, it's new. It's, you know, it's open, but it can never happen again. So, oh my God, you know. Well, personally, I, I got to say thank you to both of you because Cheers. as soon as as soon as he told me you were coming on, I haven't watched The Wire since I ran through it all, you know, a decade ago, whatever it was. So I yeah. was like, you know what? Now it's time for me to go dip back into this. And just watching, like you said, even from the first episode, it's like I, when I first watched it, I was like, maybe this is a little slow for me, but I still caught yeah. on to the characters and the, the character development. And I was like all about it. So now it's like I'm going back and I'm watching it again, but had, you know, had this not happened, I would have no reason to go back and just rewatch the show. But now All I'm right. into it. So I got my wife rewatching it as well. But oh, I mean, cool. there's so much, not just you guys together on the show, there's so much magnetism in the scenes with the people going mm-hmm. back and forth and the way they approach things. And there's just so many good fucking actors in the yeah. show. I mean, you look at, you, you can watch any episode and you'll see four people that have gone on to do, you know, other things that you recognize them from. It's like, it's just, it was well casted, well written. It just stands the test of time, and it was so fucking different than anything else that was on television at that time. It really, yeah. I mean, there were actors that that came on that show that became actors because they that was their first job, and yeah. they delivered. And now, after that show, they were considered actors. I mean, that was the genius, I think, behind what Ed and and Nina and David, what they were doing, and, and Bob at the time in the beginning, um, was let's mix the pot. Let's mix the pot. Mm-hmm. We need like bringing Felicia. Come on, the fucking genius. Yeah. On the back of the bike, <laughs> you know. I think she still delivers one of my favorite lines. How's Do my I hair? <laughs> no, no. When before <laughs> she gets killed. Before how's, she gets killed. Yeah. How, how's my hair? And, um, right. I mean, but you've been on, see, here's the thing. You've been on Oz, The Wire, The Walking Dead, all these, uh, three, three Big different hits. shows, but mm. huge hits. Yeah. Huge yeah. hits. And a lot of the roles you play, you play cops, military personnel, priest, you play, it's, it's. It's it's kind of like I yeah I hated the man then loved the man then hated the man anybody that could mess with your emotions no anybody that could mess with go fucking kill people already (laughs) (laughs) forget about it it's over there is no god (laughs) I really felt like going through the screen (laughs) Uh, hey but that that's that's good that's good television that is good television you know when you could. When you start taking serious what's in that box, yeah, and it and it and it and it wheels you in, yeah, it's uh then then somebody the actor the writing the show itself to some sort of and something to do with the production is is uh they're on point. Yeah, and there weren't yeah. DVRs back then really, so it's like you had to wait till the night the episode was on and you watch it with yeah. all your friends. That was yeah. a big thing too, like having like watch parties and shit. That was you know. That was cool. I I thought they would, you know, they were bringing a lot of wired guys on the show. I thought I was gonna make it, <laughs> you know, like uh, one of the warriors. I can see you as one of the yeah. bad guys. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was on the Grand Concourse the whole time. What's going on? The now zomb- I'm in Georgia. There's zombies in Morris Park. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Seth. How acting, how did it all start for you? Where did the passion come from? Uh, I used to watch a lot of TV when I was a kid, and I, 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 a lot of them died off now. Um, but I used to have a very large family and found that if I did impersonations, like during Thanksgiving dinners, I got, you know, extra stuff. So I, um, I used to do Marlon Brando. Uh, then I, then I moved into the, uh, Robert De Niro taxi driver phase, which um, I think kind of frightened people a bit. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> Travis Pickle was a psychopath, really. Though so he's, you know, he's a hero to me. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, from there, I, I was, I used to disrupt classes in my junior high school by doing impersonations or telling jokes when the teacher's back was to us. And uh, I had one social studies teacher who told me that I needed to join the drama department. Um, to work out some of my excess energy, um, so I did. <laughs> I did, and my uh, and my drama teacher at the time uh, had such a love for acting and playing and pretending and being anything that you wanted to be or anything that you could possibly be. Um, she told me about the high school performing arts and helped me with my monologues. Uh, you got to do like uh, two monologues in a cold reading a classical monologue and a contemporary monologue and then a cold reading of whatever, you know, material was available for the day. And, uh, and she helped me with that. And I, I wound up auditioning for the, the high school performing arts and I got in. And from there I thought, you know, maybe I could actually do this. You know, I got in when I was 13, uh, it was back when it was on 46th street. And I used to take the A train from, uh, Washington Heights where I live seven o'clock in the morning and get off at times square. When it was still porno theaters and oh, yeah. you know hot dogs and the good old days, you know, yeah, the streets <laughs> were of all kinds of stuff that was very strange to a young eye. Um, but then I would walk into the building in the, uh, at PA, and uh, I felt comfortable. I felt uh, I felt like I had found my community, a place where I could, if I wanted to, I could be you know Ziggy Stardust all day long, just you know have a hang- cigarette hanging from my lip and mumble you know the fur cape you know what i mean um and and from there again it was teachers i had a teacher at, at the high school of performing arts who helped um me with my audition for suny purchase um which i got into and i was able to continue to just play all throughout school and um uh, then i graduated and i got a, i got a job like a week after i graduated and you know, worked for like two years straight. It just seemed three years straight. It just seemed like, oh, well, this is easy, man. I, you know, this is easy. And then I didn't work. I was like, yeah, yeah this is not so easy. Because um, I didn't have any other skills. And I didn't have any other desire but to act. So I just, you know. This was all stage work you were doing? For a while. This was all stage work, yeah. yeah. Um, I did a stint on the Cosby show. Uh, at the same time that I was doing Richard III in uh, the Delacorte in New York with uh, Denzel Washington playing Richard III. Wow. That was Prince Edward of Wales. 
And then I would go in the daytime and do the Cosby show on the night night and do some Shakespeare. So that's crazy. Um, and, and, I, and I've had that situation, uh, uh, interestingly enough, at least three times where I was working on two shows at the same time, including here. I was working on The Walking Dead at the same time I was working on Teen Wolf out in Los Angeles. So um, thankfully, the producers there um, were friends and cut kind of a deal like for every seven episodes of this, I would do two episodes of that. And they were basically sharing my time because they shot at the same time of the season. Um, that's a long winded answer, and I don't even know if I answered your fucking question. What was the fucking question? <laughs> no, 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 I did. <laughs> you actually answered a few questions. Yeah. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, looking, looking, looking back uh, when you were at Purchase, um, you graduated. You, what, what from Purchase did you take with you? Because sometimes I, I, you know, and, and this is coming from a person who I, I, I wasn't institutionally trained, so I'm always fascinated by this. It's one of my biggest regrets. It's something I wish I would have done or I was able to do. I think it would have uh, instilled uh, the confidence that I probably needed early on in my career, you, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But uh, what are the things that... that Looking that back, that right off the top, you had that 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 you were like, okay, I remember this. I, I you know, I was taught this. I was taught that. Yeah, I, I think it was two things. One, it was um, the vocal work that I uh, that I learned, that I studied, and uh, how to use the breath um, uh, to fill a theater, you know, without shouting. You know what I mean? Um, and also uh, the uh, the character study breakdown. Uh, little template that they gave me, like one of the things being writing out my lines. You know, at one point I was writing out everybody's lines, so I knew everybody's lines in the show, even though I was never going to play, you know, the queen. I could be a queen, but I wasn't going to play the queen. <laughs> so it was, um, it was that. It was really, it was really the vocal work and the character study. What would what would you say, Oz? Well, I think Oz helped me to get an audition for The Wire. Um, mm -hmm. And my work on The Wire helped me to get this job on The Walking Dead. So I'd have to say Oz is like the gift that keeps on giving for me. Mm -hmm. like, you know? Um, in the, in the feature... The mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just in, <clears throat> in the feature world... In the '90s, you had uh, oh, Courage, Courage on the Fire, Fire and Starship. Yeah. Starship. Those were big. Those were oh, big, wow. big movies. Yeah, yeah. Those those were big movies. But I was like the fifth guy. You know what I mean? I had some great lines and great scenes, but there were other people carrying uh, the movie. I think Oz, because I was, I was also doing a play when I was doing Oz. Um, I was doing uh, the Misanthrope with Uma Thurman at the Classic Stage Company on Thirteenth and Third in uh, New York. I'm not sure if it's still the classic. It might still be the classic stage company. I haven't been by there in a while. But um, I, my hair was blonde. I dyed my hair blonde for the play when I was wearing, you know, this Vivian Westwood costume. And we were all, you know, I was playing this uh, famous actor in London who was uh, wooing Uma Thurman's character at the same time that the missing probe was. And um, 
the scene in, in Oz where I would have to spray my hair black, go to Ricky's and get the hairspray thing. So I'd spray my hair black, <laughs> go to the set, and at one point, one of the uh, guys playing the inmates grabs me and pushes me up against the pod, the, you know, the fiberglass doors that they had. And, uh, and then it was like a scene from Coming to America because I back off to the thing and there's a big black spot <laughs> through the back of my head buds. So <laughs> the photographer's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> what is that? It's my hair. Uh, yeah, yeah, my hair. That's my hair. <laughs> so um, I think Oz got me, um, got, uh, it was, um, got me seen in a lot of uh, uh, casting director's offices at the time so uh so that really helped um uh uh to 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 get me past the reading stage with the casting director's assistant you know and get yeah. me straight to the meeting with the director which is once which is you get, huge you got, which is huge because it's usually you got to do three steps you know you do the assistant then you do the casting director then you do the casting director and the director and i was going straight to the director because the Work that I was doing on Oz, which is great because I I was you know not preparing like I should have in those days. It was just you know just partying a lot. You know what I mean? I was on TV and I'm playing. Yeah, I, mean, I was partying. I mean, uh, do you have any? Uh, what What are some of your best memories working on the wire? Some of my best memories are, are when they put the camera along. Uh, they hitched the camera onto the car and let me drive, and you were in the passenger seat. I have this. I have this memory of I was just hauling ass this huge fucking camera hanging off the side of the car yeah. hauling ass and I turned the corner and there's this woman the streets were supposed to be locked off oh or, you know, yeah by, by I the remember Anthony Hemingway went crazy woman you remember that the street crashing <laughs> yeah. the street just flips out on me I like the camera I was like was that on camera because that was a great response um, but those <laughs> days of just driving full speed with the camera hanging off the thing and doing the scenes with you at the same time, you know, in real time, were really some of my secret, most fun times on the show. And, you know, it happened like maybe three or four times, you know? Yeah. You were pretty fearless because, um, I, I, I think when we did the shaft episode, yeah, which is a great fucking story. I don't know if yeah. I should tell the story that pre preludes the day that we went to work. You should one hundred percent tell us. I might have to tell that story. Okay. This was before what episode? Um, the Shaft episode. This is before the Shaft, and uh, one one uh, a great director and a great human yeah. being, Ed Bianchi, um, Fast Eddie, they call him. <laughs> and uh, but so go back to what Seth was doing. I, I I'm not sure, but I had to drive with the cameras on the side of the car as well, and these yeah. alleys are tight. Yeah, they're tight. Yeah. So now he had he's driving. We're talking, and you know, no one fucking just looks straight when they're talking in a car. You're always doing this, and I'm yeah. thinking, man, Seth, man, don't look to don't you know, do it. You know, one, <laughs> dude, one little thing, and we're losing that camera. It's gone. <laughs> And we're doing the scene, and we're going, and somebody forgot to lock it up. And Anthony, I remember Anthony Hemingway going crazy. Just yeah. like, because you're coming out, and you can't see left or right. You just go right into the street. I remember that day. Yeah. Fucking scary. What if yeah. the camera fell off? No. 
No, no but some, uh, somebody almost got one dog. Exactly. The random random pedestrian on a closed set. I remember shooting a scene. We're shooting a scene of a, of a homicide. Of a shooting. Meanwhile, there's a real shooting happening two blocks <laughs> oh over. Yeah. You remember yeah. that set? Yeah. I'm like, I do, oh, wait, yeah. wait, are these our cops? Yeah. Are <laughs> exactly. you kidding me? I'm not shitting you, man. Yeah, that was, I, we were on the west side. Yeah. Yeah. Costumes look a little different, but I think those are the those are our cops, right? No, those yeah. are not our cops. <laughs> yeah. Those are actually cops. And Perry, I remember Perry, big, big, yeah, Perry was the. Um, Perry Blackman, uh, yeah, head yeah, of security. Perry Blackman, head of security. He's like, nope, that's not ours. That happened two oh, blocks away. Wow. And I was like, oh shit, yeah. Wow. It was a. Uh, but uh, now is that what okay. you? Yeah, yeah Bianchi yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I'm intrigued. So Seth and I were living in Tendeco. It's also where they made the mistake of putting some of the directors. And uh, <laughs> and now, mind you, I'm in my 20s at this time. So, yeah, and um, look, I wanted, you know, wanted to get some weed. You know, couldn't get had no weed, <laughs> and I knew Ed had weed. So Seth and I had the bright idea of knocking on his door four o'clock in the morning. Oh my god. <laughs> We're like, yeah, Eddie's cool. You know, he doesn't do his fucking hair. His hair's all over the place. So let's let's go knock on his door. So we go knock on his door. Oh, I would have killed you. Hello, hello. It's Seth. Yeah, Seth goes. Hey, Ed. It's uh, Seth and Dom. He goes. All right, hold on. And we're like, uh, we were just wondering, you know, we were just wondering, uh, do you have like an extra joint later on? You fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> you fucking guys. <laughs> and and uh, so he goes, come in. Let me show, at least let me show you what we're doing tomorrow. <laughs> he shows. So it's four o'clock in the morning. He's in his fucking underwears. We're, we're looking for a joint, and he's story, and he's just showing us all the storyboards of the in, this whole driving sequence was a, which was a, a big sequence that we yeah. had to do. Did he moving in and out of these corners all the time yeah. and everything? Last and, streets um, Did he at least light up a joint while he yeah, was showing it? Oh, perfect. Yeah, so, so <laughs> he's like, "Fuck, I'm up. I might as well smoke yeah. too." And uh, <laughs> all three of us uh, and if oh, you ever listen great. to this, man, I love you. you know? Oh, that's amazing. And, um, but yeah, see, that's one of like a hundred stories. That's, that's why I, I, for me, everybody's like, what do you get out of the wire? I get, what I got out of the wire was uh, a family. Yeah. You know, um, it was a learning experience for me. Um, and, and, and that respect, yeah, I get the whole show. People love the show. But on a personal level, we were fam. I mean, some of our parties. I mean, we we were literally a fam. You could call yeah. anybody. We all we always hung out. There was never any riff. There wasn't like I'm not talking to this one. I'm it, yeah. just the just the bullshit that goes on sets. Yeah, like that. We we didn't have that to to, to this day. I don't bring my cell phone on a set. Mm -hmm. because you were not allowed to bring a phone to the set. 
And if your phone rang, you had to put money in the jar. So I, I don't even bring my, uh, it's just like, like crazy stuff like that, that just, that just stuck with me, that kind of modeled me who I am and my work ethic that I have now. It just added to it. But uh, I remember uh, the scene, and I'm just looking at Seth, and I'm like, man, this fucking kid is unbelievable. He does this scene. Uh, uh, he hops on the car. So it... It doesn't say he hops on the car. The, the, the fucking script doesn't say that. <laughs> but it's better yeah, if he does. He hop, you hop on the car and you start <laughs> yelling at everybody at the top of your lungs. It doesn't say that. It just says he starts calling people shitbird and I'm not the shitbird. You're the shitbird. Blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm like, uh, I'm like looking around, you know, because sometimes he would just fly off the fucking handle. And I would, go, I would just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Looking around. And he, he fucking jumps on the hood of the car. And for a second, I, I wasn't hurt. I was domed. Like, I felt like I was in a theater just looking at, like, a guy do a play on top of a fucking hood of a car. That's great. And I don't know. That's, like, a scene that always sticks out. And when I think of Seth, I, I, it's, like, a, just an association. I, I remember that. And I was like, man, this kid's fucking unbelievable. I love that. It was yeah. just so out of the box. That's so out yeah. of the box. And then we yeah, would do these. A, yeah, go ahead, Seth. Go ahead. Uh, it was, uh, there were the high weeds around that little spot that we parked the car in where we decided to end the chase as the kid goes into the weeds. There were high weeds. And I knew that the camera was, the wide shot was capturing everything at least 10 feet above my head. You know? Um, and so I, this kid's not going to be able to see if, you know, if he's hiding in the woods, he can't really see me. I need to be someplace where he, he can see me because he needs to hear what I have to say. You know what I mean? So it seemed like the, the top of the car was the, the best place for it. I'm glad they kept it. Yeah, that, uh, that just adds a new dynamic, him screaming into weeds versus him going on top of the car, screaming down. Uh -huh. It was just... That yeah. was amazing. Like, yeah, the more I, you think about it. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't... You know, it's... it. You know, people watching it probably think a certain... You know, that's the way it was written. As an actor, a person who knows what was in the script and then I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it unfold in front of me, mm -hmm. I was just... I was like... I was, I was blown away by it. I, I loved that. I was like, this is so out of the box. You know, this, and it made me, you know, and it, this is all my education. Yeah. This is what mm -hmm. I'm telling, this is what I'm talking about. This, this is yeah. all my education. And, do, most, uh, do most directors get annoyed when you uh, change a scene like that? Or? He didn't change the scene. No, he didn't, but he, he brought it. something uh, to the scene. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, he did. I, mean, I think that was uh, yeah. Ed Bianchi, right? It was uh, yeah. Ed, yeah. and I had a, I had a feeling from having accosted him at four o'clock in the morning and you know <laughs> that uh that I, that i could do anything that i wanted that he was going to be open for me to do whatever he i wanted. was always open you know was so so that gave me the freedom of like all right you know the director likes me i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go with my input had very few we also had very few uh rotating directors yeah. Right. They would come in yeah. and probably they were very few, but they would come in and do maybe two or three episodes, maybe two episodes. Mm -hmm. And so now they 
have a sense of who you are and how you're playing this character there's it it, it kind of makes things easier there, there's also this freedom um but i think at that by that particular time i think everybody knew their character not to, not to say that just because you know your character you don't get any direction mm-hmm. it's just that i i i i think when we made certain choices I remember making a choice. Mm-hmm. I remember making a choice. We 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 were going after Bodie, and we break into the house. We we knock the door down. We go into the house. The grandmother's there. No Bodie. Yeah. Herc is like a bull in a china shop. You know, it's like, and I said, I, I just I didn't want to play it that way. I I just didn't want to play it that way because playing the character. I always knew in the back of my mind, okay, you're going to work today, you're playing Herc, and you have the best intentions for the people. Yeah, you're a screwball. Yeah, you do dirty shit. Yeah, you do all this, but you do it to bad people. So I I knew that, and I knew that this was an innocent lady. This this yeah. this this was, and I I said, well, if there's gonna be a time, if there's ever a time where they allow me to play something other than a fucking bully, it's gonna be now. Mm-hmm. And that was early on. That was the first season because I I kind of knew no one changed. That's that's also the other thing with with the wire. Nobody really changed because people in life very rarely do they change. They might change mm-hmm. their occupation. They might change the way they dress. They might change the way they look, but they don't change who they are. And the why shows that. Mm-hmm. You put you put Herc in a suit. You put you put him working Still for hurt. the mate. It, yeah. It's no different than him wearing a badge around his neck and a and a baseball cap. Mm-hmm. No different. And that's how it is. Yeah. Right. I remember that day. I remember that uh, that scene. And I remember you being conflicted. Mm-hmm about it i think i was encouraging you to to play it the way you wanted to play it you know i was afraid i was afraid. like i told was my first big show you know, it was yeah my first year you know and and i, I didn't want to create any waves and i'm like oh shit maybe i should just do what's on the page and i think uh, it was a better choice yeah you know you know and you just go with your instincts sometimes you know yeah you know and um yeah you did encourage me i remember yeah. that you encouraged me to do a lot of things like that. Yeah. And and Seth brought up a good point one time. We don't get the credit for finding everybody. You, you, you know, we you remember that? We, yeah. like, we don't get the credit yeah. for finding everybody, but we did find everybody. Everybody yeah. based on our what we did or or whatever crooked thing we did. Right with the confidential mm-hmm. informant, or finding the nail gun, or the nail in the street that led to the house, or finding Avon Barksdale at at the, the uh, at the game. Yeah, Herc and Carver never get get the credit. <laughs> no, which is a shame. Yeah, because you're low on the ladder. Why, Seth? What, what do you think? What, what do you think the idea? What's, what's behind that? I think, I think they thought that we were just grunts. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And uh, and that was. Yeah, and that's and that was that was our job. Yeah, you're supposed to find things like get out of the way so the real people can speak on. You know, 
the politicians and the uh, they can take the yeah, crap and the lieutenants and the mm-hmm. you know yeah whatever lands play ultimately lieutenant right. I think we're gonna put Seth in the hot seat Uh-oh. because I think I know something. <laughs> it's it's heating up. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna write something down. Okay. <laughs> and I want to see if this is how he answers this question. Oh, is this like the fucking this, da- dating game, or no, match game, or the, uh, the newlywed game? The newlywed. <laughs> Strangest place you ever yeah. made whoop yeah. in the yeah. butt. See that? <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys see that? I'll write it down. You yeah. I'll, I'll fucking show you guys later. Okay. What? What's what you one of your biggest pet peeves? People chewing with their mouths open. Yes. Yes. Oh, he's got it. Right. He's got it. Chewing yeah, with no, your mouth I, open. I mean, that's, that's great. I was like afraid. I, I, I was a fucking afraid to eat next to him. Sometimes. There's one thing you gotta do when you eat is shut your mouth. The worst. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you. Sometimes, uh, yeah. You know, you smoke half a joint and you just lose control. You lose control. You know in your mouth. That's different. Though. That's different. Now, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna write the answer to this one. Oh, this is good. How long you guys been married? I, think, I just we just know each other really well. Um, you're on a karaoke stage. Mm-hmm. What song are you singing? Mm. You know, I've been doing a lot of karaoke lately. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a huge rotation. <laughs> yes. Um, it'd be either so it would be um most likely a Beatles song. Ah, oh, I didn't think uh, that, mm. that's not what I thought. <clears throat> Which but my go-to lately has been "Young Americans" by David Bowie. Nah, David Bowie. That's your second Bowie reference in this I uh, Prince. video. I'm a yeah. big fan. I, I, I have Prince. I go through that. Too. I yeah, go Prince, through Prince, is, Prince is hard to do karaoke because there's lots of falsetto and high. It's too much. You know, things. And you want to hit them. You feel compelled to hit them. And then you hurt people's ears. So it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I respect a man with a good five song karaoke rotation. I do. Yeah. I do. Because you have to read the room. You have your five songs. You, you get out you there, do. you look at the room, and you say, what's going to kill right now? With me, yeah. probably nothing ends up oh, killing, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I was going to say, so what's your excuse? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I didn't say I was good at it. In my mind, when I'm drunk, it's really fantastic. When I get the, when I get the video sent to me the next day, it's not so hot. No, um, if you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of advice, how old are you, and what's that piece of advice? Uh, I would be seven years old. And my advice to me would be women, they will come and they will go. When the rain washes you clean, you'll know. Mm. Fleetwood Mac. Nice. (laughs) I drop a little Fleetwood Mac on my seven. At seven. So you were already, uh, you know, checking out the ladies at seven. He was like, all right, this is where it begins. Seven is when I I started to, uh, to, is when I first recognized that girls were different than boys. Right. It wasn't just that they had different bathrooms. Uh, you have a question? Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. I asked this last time uh, to our last guest, and I really enjoyed the answer. So uh, prior to all of this, you know, this uh, acting life, I'm sure you had some jobs growing up. You ever been fired from a job? Yeah, I got fired from a waitering job at the old Mayflower Hotel that used to be on 
59th Street and between Central Park West and Broadway. Um, I was working the morning afternoon shift. I would have to come in and do breakfast and lunch. And one day there was a woman who was the one of the managers who's just a horrible woman. A horrible woman. <laughs> and one day I told her she was a horrible woman. Yeah. Just a horrible woman. And she fired me. And I said, Yes, I didn't I didn't expect to work here any longer. I just had to say this. <laughs> it's great. It that should great. be a poem. No, he's just it's a horrible woman. He's a horrible woman. He's totally uh, he's totally right because you know we've had we've all had serving jobs as well, and we, I've worked for horrible men and women. But these people, so many, too many people, skate through life without anybody actually telling them that they're a piece yeah. of shit. And that moment's yeah. pretty gratifying, even if it costs well, you. Yeah. When when I quit my last job, uh, she asked me why I quit, and I told her you were the reason why I'm quitting. <laughs> and that felt so good just to get it off yeah. my chest. Now yeah. you now you take this recording of Seth next time and you yeah. just click hit play and he goes, You're a horrible That's woman. Horrible. I should <laughs> say you're a horrible, horrible. Well, it's a way, you know, some people need a wake up call, man. You know? Yeah. Some True. people some people need to be called out on their bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Pat I just you know, my question is I wanna know your guys' relationship. Like you said you guys live together for you. What'd you guys do for fun? Did you go out? Bars, oh, yeah. yeah, all the, all the above. Bars. <laughs> we played a lot of Madden. Um, I watched Dom make a lot of pasta and talk about. Uh, Did he make his own sauce down there? Or no, no I brought the sauce. He brought the sauce, but I it know. was always you know something from home. It was either a bottle of wine from him and his father's uh, winery that they had there. Was, what, awesome. what kind of home is Dom coming from? He's got bottles of wine. He knows how to make his own sauce. This is some real <laughs> Italian shit. I like this. <laughs> what was his best dish he made you? Just best pasta. Dish. Just pasta. Yeah, just pasta. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nothing fancy. Just, you know, good sauce. He's on a the carbonara now. We you know would, what I mean? Uh, I would bring, I would bring f food home from if we worked, yeah. I would bring food. But we did like that fried chicken place, though. Yes. Remember that yeah, place? Like what I was it called? Do you remember the name? I do not remember the name of it. I'm searching for it right now. Oh, God. In Baltimore. In Baltimore, man. In Baltimore, with, yeah. with some local hot sauce? I, I can't. He, 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 you, you can eat spicy stuff. I oh, can't eat spicy I stuff. I need yeah. hot sauce. Stuff. Stuff. It, was it, on, it was on the same street as all the strip cars, strip bars. It's across yeah. the street sure. from the strip bars. Yeah, but yeah. That, oh, it was man. the best fried chicken in Baltimore. Were they um, open late? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they <laughs> that's what we would do. We would go out and yeah. have a drink, and and you, you know, um, that's a great night. Yeah, I mean, the, the only times we didn't go out is we were working. Uh -huh. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, those were the only nights we didn't like. If you no. knew you were working the next day, we we just didn't do that. No stories of coming in hungover. Or... No, no, you can't. No, you nothing can't, crazy. Can't. It's like he throws you all off. You can't. I yeah. I got, <laughs> I got I got drunk one night. It's not why I was I was doing courage under fire. Um, and I think we were in El Paso, Texas, and I I went out to some dive bar and got really drunk. And then we were doing the scenes on the helicopter the next day. Not taking good. off, no. doing all that. No, Not thank good. you. <laughs> and Matt David looked at me at one point. He said, he doesn't drink on the job. He just gets so fucked up. 
your experience been on the walking dead it's it, this is this has been a surreal experience and I, I came on this show in the fifth season the second episode of the fifth season and um it was already a one runaway train you know right i was jumping on the side and trying well, to pull myself machine. into a car yeah and yeah. it was uh uh it was by far the number one show in the world um and the fan base is is it's um it's a very dedicated and loyal fan base, but they had trouble distinguishing me from Father Gabriel. So that happens, that happens with the Comic Con people. <laughs> yeah, so I, got, you know, I was getting a lot of personal hatred at the same time that I was, uh, you know, riding as high on as an actor can ride on a on a TV show, um, and. Uh, <laughs> And um, it made me, um, it made me very leery of the uh, of the fan base. You know, oh. I think it's it's only been recently where I've gotten comfortable with how they see me and how to navigate um, that particular world. But the uh, the work they've given me to do on the show, this is my seventh season on the show, um, has really been some challenging and fun stuff to play. I mean, I play a character who's you know. Oh, loses faith he's got faith he can't kill he kills you know um it's been kind of a psychological and emotional roller coaster um performing on it but i think it's made me stronger as an actor and it's afforded me a chance to see the world i mean i've been i, I you know i like the giant cash song man i've been everywhere man Awesome. everywhere. <clears throat> that's, that's really cool. Well, it's yeah. you, you should take that as a compliment that the fan base. You know, oh yeah, so no, much, I can take it as a compliment. I, no, I, you know, I yeah, sure, you feel that way about Father Gabriel. That's fantastic. Don't say Seth, you're an asshole because no. you did this. Because <clears throat> then I have to be like, I know, what yeah. the fuck, who the fuck you think you're talking to? Yeah, no, no, no. no. I was trying. I, well, that, the that's what I would. That, that's just very similar to what my my whole thing with Entourage was. Yeah. The same thing. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I get you know people. People are still bitter about that. Let me tell you, there are, there are people that are really rude and can't separate what they see in that box that's in front of them. Yeah, but that, that's and, the first thing I said. I said, oh, I hated Father Gabriel because he's so wishy washy. Yeah. But in turn, that's what I admire about right. Seth. As an but here's the difference: there are right. people that will go up to Seth and say, "Man, I hate you. you're yeah. an asshole." That's like, not no, right. I'm not the asshole. There's the no shortage. Yeah. The asshole. Yeah. People yeah. don't make that distinction. There's no That's shortage. The problem. Of stupid people. In the world. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you come on? Um, was Larry still there? When you he came was. On? I came on, and he had about three or four episodes left. Okay. To go. Uh, when I came on, Larry was on and Chad Coleman was on. I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast, man. And uh, chatting with man. us. And, um, and Seth and I uh, are uh, talking about uh, doing something regarding The Wire and, and uh, revisiting it 
uh, the show together. So uh, stay tuned for that. And um, it's just nice to see you guys working together again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wish. I wish. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, one day we'll be on the same campus again. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It'd be a real treat. Do you guys, do you guys uh, speak a lot, or every once in a while? We just we we text. We are we have a mutual yeah. friend. It's uh. It, here's here's the thing. It's you could go six months, seven yeah. months without talking to somebody, and then when you but text you, you pick up right where you left off. That's it's a, a story that's with a dudes. Great type of relationship. The guy thing. It, it really we understand. I Seth has a family. Seth. Uh, you know, um, is busy, busy working, busy. I have, we, we get how this business could be, Yeah, you, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, you need, you need, you need to move away from it mm -hmm. and be with your family. And, and, and that, that's where you recharge yourself, Yeah, you, you know, um, but never have I not called him. He's not picked up the phone or gotten back to me, vice versa. It's just it, just, it just isn't that way. The so, reason I ask is I would think you guys talk every day. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's, it's it was just, it was, e it was easy. Picking up where we left off. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, uh, but hopefully um, we could get this thing off the ground and, um, and then we have a whole bunch of wire people and it'll be great. And we could share some really good stories. I like the and, sound uh, of that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sir. All right, my friend. I love you. All right, Stay safe too, out there. All right. You too. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Seth. Later, Later buddy. Guys. Awesome. Nice to meet you. Bye. Honor and a pleasure. Pleasure, dude. All right. Bye-bye. See ya. You hear that sound? It's the sound of a sale you're missing out on because you're not selling on Shopify. And what does it sound like with Shopify? Ah, much better. Whether you're a garage entrepreneur or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person POS system or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are covered. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's truly global force, powering Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, Lennon and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash finance 23, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash finance 23 to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash finance 23. Jessica. This is the happiest day of my life. Right up there with the day I bought my RV and insured it with Progressive. Man, I love that thing. There are a million fish in the sea, which I'm reminded of every time I bring my RV to the lake, but I vow to love and cherish you just as much as I cherish campsites with full electric and water hookups. I'm so sorry. Protect your beloved with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.